Not the Brewers are going to be in the trade market. Do they have any trade value? Some Jackson Churio news. Yeah, a little report on him today. We'll talk about that Brewers crowded outfit. Tyler Kurth from Reviewing the Brew joins us. Second day in a row we've had someone from Reviewing the Brew. He's also from WithSportsHeroics.com. All that more coming up next here on this edition of Lockdown Brewers. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And it's great to have you along here on a cold Wisconsin night. We're here to warm you up here with some Brewers baseball talk. My name is Chuck Freeman, first year host of Lockdown Brewers, longtime sportscaster here in the state of Wisconsin. Yeah, find me on Twitter, Chuck Freeman, F-R-E-I-M-U-N-D. And, of course, you're going to find us on all the platforms when you download us on Google, Spotify, Apple. We're on all the major downloads, this podcast. And, of course, go to YouTube. Go to YouTube, and you're going to see, after you put in Lockdown Brewers, we're going to pop up, hit the search button, hit Lockdown Brewers, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, and then we'll be right there for you. Our guest today, as I mentioned, Tyler Kurth joining us from Reviewing the Brew and WithSportsHeroics.com. Do some great stuff out there and follow him on Twitter as well. I got that Twitter account there right, Tyler. Tyler Kurth, K-O-E-R-T-H. It's pronounced Kurth, but it looks like Korth. Anyway, it is great having you make your debut on Lock the Brewers. Thanks, Tyler. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm a I'm a longtime listener, so it's good to be on the other end of this for once. <laughs> oh, you are of, of this or other things of the Lockdown Network. I love Lockdown okay. Brewers. <laughs> oh, there we go. Well, great. It's good good to have you aboard. I enjoyed the stuff that you did too. Uh, what do you think of this off season so far? It's been pretty you know, pretty calm so far. We see the St. Louis Cardinals doing a few things, but you think things will be heating up pretty soon here at the baseball winter meetings that start next week? Yeah, it's been kind of quiet for the Brewers. Like you said, our division rivals have been stealing all the headlines, whether it's the Cardinals signing three pitchers, the Cubs, our manager. Uh, But, you know, I think it's shaping up for something here. You know, there's you got some pitchers signing some bigger contracts that arguably could be changing the value of Corbin Burns's trade price or trade value. Uh, making him more desirable for other teams. Um, you know, we got lots of other news we're going to talk about. You hinted at Jackson Churio. So I think there's some things in the works, you know, so I, I wouldn't be upset if I was a Brewers fan that we're going too slow at all. There's a lot of off season left here. Yeah. Yeah. We we did our two weeks of crying about Craig council and it's time to move on with Murph. Right? That's what I think. Uh, you know, that you know, he was at the Bucks game the other day and fans were not happy at that. It, picture that was on Twitter and it exploded, but you know, we, we, we got to stop worrying about that and move on to this off season, make some things happen next week at the baseball winter meetings, Tyler. Yeah, that's my most favorite week of the entire off season. There are just rumors everywhere. There are deals that go down. You know, last year we saw the Brewers. I think they got most of their work done before the meetings. I think the Wong trade came before then. Um, I'm trying to remember when the Wilson Contreras deal went down. That might have been around there, too. So, you know, I was hoping maybe we'd get some news this week. You know, there's still some time left before the meetings. Um, But I think there's going to be some good stuff uh, around the Brewers here um, the first week of December when the meetings kick off. What do you think? Like, in what area? 
I think, you know, for the Brewers, they're, they're not going to go out and sign any big free agents. We know that. They're going to probably work the trade trade market would be my guess. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of talks about Burns and Adama centering their final year of control. Uh, a lot of talks that maybe the Brewers want to hold on to them and, you know, c- compete in 2024. But if a right deal is going to come around, I think it's going to come during the winter meetings. That's when everyone's the most active and I think if they see something they like, they they would do it, but they have to be blown away by it, which has kind of been the MO of the Brewers throughout all the years of rumors surrounding these guys. You know, I'd love to – I think that we got to get a first baseman and a third baseman. we got to start with those two spots. You know, how, how do you win a division with two empty spots at both of those production positions? Yeah, those are the two of the big glaring holes right now. I liked – the addition of Jake Bowers, you know, power hitting lefty, but is he really the answer there? No. So, you know, I think the good thing is that like, if the Brewers are aiming towards building a championship roster, it's probably not going to be built this off season. You're going to set stepping stones and then you can obviously get mid season additions in there. Um, you know, they have Andrew Monasterio that I like, but like he, he's, I don't think is like a definitive Mm-hmm. option at third base like is he the long-term answer probably not um, Tyler Black can fill both of those positions third base and first base he kind of dove into first base a little bit towards the end of last year so I'm not quite sure what his comfort level is there but from the videos and replays I've been seeing he he looks pretty fluid as a defender at the corner so you know, it just could take him kind of getting a chance up there too. And all of a sudden, you know, instead of everyone going, we need to get external candidates, we got this internal candidate that just kind of pops up and can fill both positions, which, you know, the Brewers love flexibility and guys with control and they got a good one coming up in the farm system that I think we forget about. Yeah. The the, the problem is though, this flexibility and control, I, I just hate always having to play that game and, yeah, I mean, that's just the way the structure is in baseball. I know the big market guys don't like hearing us talking about it, and, you know, we complain about it. But, yeah, I just, you know, having to do that structure, oh, you got to, you know, like getting Contreras. Wow, well, the, the biggest thing on that because we got control over him for the next couple of years. You know, playing that game, and then you wonder why, you know, we're busting out in the first round of the postseason or even making the postseason. There is definitely something to be said for that, and I hear your argument. Absolutely. Uh I, I've been listening to some other shows and they kind of talk about, they're like, you know, do the Brewers fit in the category of like, are we for sure like what the Rays do? You know, the Rays always trade their guys before, you know, they don't let them walk just mm-hmm. and not get anything in return, you know, and this off season's kind of like a, it's a moment for the Brewers. Like, are we going to continue to be that organization that always trades the Josh haters before they get there? Or are we going to, hold on to the burns, hold on to the Damas and try for another run and, you know, kind of risk only getting a comp pick in return from free agency or a qual- when the, if you assuming you give them a qualifying offer and the value in that isn't very high. So it's, it's kind of interesting. The Brewers are kind of in a middle ground and, and where they go from that. And I always like the motto, you know, you can get in and anything can happen, but it hasn't worked out for us in the past. So I, I'm kind of leaning towards you. Like, Sometimes you just you got to pull the trigger on some of these other bigger deals and do something. Yeah, yeah, you know I, you know I think they kind of lucked into that Will Contreras deal, but you know that's just the way that's just the way it is. When you, where do you come on with Mark Antanasio? Fans 
are will come down on him because he's not spending the money. Remember Bud Selig days, it was the same way. But is this just a do, do you come down at this is just the life of a small market owner, or do you really feel that hey, Mark Antanasio's cheap, he's not spending money, he's got people coming in his ballpark, but how come he's not spending the money? Where do you come down on that, Tyler? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I think the bad answer is a little bit of both. I mean, he mm-hmm. could, you know, our big free agent signing the other day was, or a couple of years ago was Andrew McCutcheon, just because yeah. he's Andrew McCutcheon for double digit value. And that did not work out at all. Uh, and obviously people are coming to the ballpark. They like to, they're renovating. You know, there's all the big stadium and tax deals going on. Um, you know, I think they lowered some prices in the stadium this year, but you know, everything is just still really overinflated there. If we're being honest, <laughs> they might have they might have lowered the popcorn, but what did they lower? I thought the popcorn was like six bucks. It was like an amazing bargain for six bucks popcorn. Six bucks cost them twenty five cents to make it, but yeah. Well, one day when it was really hot out, I think they made water pretty cheap, but you know that was kind of a safety hazard. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no kidding. Uh, we're talking with Tyler Kurth. He's from um, a variety of outlets out there. Reviewing the Brew and with SportsHeroic.com. Chuck Freeman, Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And we return after this. We'll get to the Jackson Churio, the news going on him. Jefferson uh, Carroll will talk about that as well. The crowded outfield. The Corbett Burns question, which we talked about with everybody. We'll get to all that coming up next with Tyler. This show brought to you in part by FanDuel right now. Get in and all the NFL action, college basketball, college football, you name it. It's all there with America's number one sports book, FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, no better time than the present to get in all the action, spreads, player props, over and unders, and a whole lot more. The app is very easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including all those. And the live betting is something that's really, really cool. So what you want to do is go to FanDuel right now and check it out. Go to their website, check it out, and see if it's for you. And no doubt it is. But if you've been wanting to get into the game, this is the time. This is the time to get into the game. $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. So visit FanDuel.com slash lockdown Kick off the NFL season. We're in the kick. We're in the meat of the season right now. But you know, you got all these conference title games coming up this weekend. Get in. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Chuck Freeman, Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. We'll come back with more after this. Welcome back to Lockdown Brewers. Chuck Freeman, Tyler Kurth joining us right now. Lockdown Brewers. What do you think of that news that came down with? Jackson Churio. It sounds like they want to throw some money his way, according to Ken Rosenthal. Yeah, it was an interesting report from Ken. Like you were saying, they they're thinking about offering Jackson Churio, who turns 20 years old earlier or later this spring, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps the largest contract ever of a player who hasn't made his MLB debut yet. <laughs> so there are five players that it's happened to in the past. Churio would be the sixth if it does indeed happen. Um, and they're saying it would be the largest contract in history. So right now, Luis Roberts has it at six years, 50 million. So you're thinking something, obviously, either more years and more money than that. So 
Um, yeah, it's interesting because you kind of got to think about it from a player's perspective and an organization's perspective. Uh, you know, from Jackson Churio's standpoint, I mean, he's a kid coming from Venezuela. You're getting some guaranteed money. It allows you to maybe play a little bit more relaxed. Um, obviously, you have that kind of financial lockdown. You don't have to worry about it for, you know, the next five to 10 years, depending mm -hmm. on how long this goes for. Um, and then from the Brewers business side, it's, you know, you don't really have to worry about, you know, min service time manipulation. Um, you know, you don't have to worry about hurt feelings and arbitration three to four years from now. Um, and then, you know, depending on how long or how big the deal is, I mean, you could get a bargain out of it in, in return. So um, definitely there are pros and cons to both sides and a little bit of risk. But I think for the Brewers, it's definitely worth something exploring because this is one of the best prospects in baseball. I always hold my breath when the Brewers want to do something out of the box like this, though. I'm like, oh, boy, <laughs> how's this going to turn out? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it hasn't, you know, necessarily panned out well for some of the other guys like Eli Jimenez, Luis Roberts, mm -hmm. uh, John Singleton was, I think, the first person to do it with the Astros way back when. Um, so, you know, there's an argument too, like, why not just wait for him to make his MLB debut and then, you What's know, the kind of see a little bit well. what you got. Yeah. Um, which I get, you know, the you know the Dimebacks kind of did that with Corbin Carroll. Mariners, Julio Rodriguez, but those guys got some bigger contracts. Um, obviously, Rodriguez won Rookie of the Year mm -hmm. before signing the contract. Carroll signed as being the favorite to sign it before this year, um, but both of those guys are over $100 million in their deals. So um, technically, doing it before you know spring training or before regular season, it would it would be the best time to do this offseason from a financial perspective, I guess is what I'm getting at. Do you see him making the opening day roster, winning a spot with spring training and make, cause if, I mean, there's already a crowded outfield spot, but do you see that happening? Before Ken Rosenth Rosenthal reported this today, I would have said, no, I would have said, you know, he just got his feet wet in triple a last year. They're going to take their time with him, let him get some at bats underneath his belt. And if the time comes, then they'll call him up. But I think if he signs a deal this off season, he's on the opening day roster next spring. Think so. Okay. And a starter? I mean, you, you kind of have to if you're, you're paying the guy. <laughs> you're going to have to, yeah. But then who gets budged out? You're going to trade somebody? It's a good question. There's been talks of, you know, Yelich going to the DH for years. His throwing arm improved last year. It's still not great mm -hmm. um, defensively. He makes some decent plays, but he's, he's not the gold glover he used to be. So, Sliding him over to DH. I've seen fans who want to move Yelich over to first base, you know, thinking like the Phillies did it with Harper, so why not Yelich? I don't know. We tried Ryan Braun there for several years, and it never really worked. It could work with Yelich, but I wouldn't hold my breath. So it's a, it's a lot harder transition, I think, than people than people make it out to be. Um, yeah, so. yeah, I can, yeah, I can see that, but you got so many guys. I mean, and, and – Tyrone Taylor, how does he fit into all this? Yeah, Tyrone Taylor next year is even more difficult to think about the possibility of keeping him on a roster all year round. I mean, they kind of worked around a lot of IL time and a lot of rehab assignments last summer with his elbow injury. So they kind of 
he kind of bought a season that year by missing a bunch of time and then kind of coming off strong at the end of the year. But I think he's one of those players who's definitely on the bubble. Obviously, they tendered him a contract here at the non-tender deadline a couple weeks ago, but there's a good chance he could not make it out of spring. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, cheap. They they, they tendered a big deal, as you said there, but I see him basically as a, as a bat off the off the bench. Um, Freelich, I probably who would you have as your starting outfield right now? What do you think it's going to be? Um, let's go. Assuming Chorio signs a deal mm-hmm. in no particular order, I get, I would give it to Freelich, Mitchell, and Chorio. Okay, and then you move Yelich the first, or would you would you trade him? Would you trade him and maybe eat some of that salary? Now I would put him at the DH spot. Um, that's okay. what I would do. I'd move him out of the outfield, keep him in the lineup. You know, he's good. Obviously, gives you a good professional at bat at the top. Kind of carved his way as a leadoff hitter. Uh, trading him's difficult just because he has a no full no trade clause. Yeah. So he'd have to be willing to want him. to move. You trade him the Dodgers though. <laughs> and we trade him with a package because I've saw heard some rumblings about you know the Dodgers uh, a package deal with Corbett Burns you know make it a blockbuster thing. Yeah, they're talking in the yeah even Corbin Burns Willie Damas package deals I've heard rumors yeah. like that too as well. Um, and I think that's a lot of a lot of big talk. Um, you know because obviously you think about you know what are the in theory, it kind of sounds good, right? Like you offload a big contract, you get re- you know you get pieces in return for a Corbin Burns. But then the question I always have is like, what are you getting in return? Like you're going to want some MLB players, so where are you going to throw those guys? Um, you know, like you said, we got first base and third base holes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's likely to be some prospects in there. Um, that you know you probably could always have more pitching which would, you know, go a long ways. Um, but if you're asking for some of the top end talent, you might not, you know, you kind of got to make a choice if you want quantity or quality. Um, and I think in the Brewers case, they're, they're trying to avoid a rebuild. So I think quantity is, or quality, excuse me, is what they would kind of lean towards as opposed to quality or quantity. That's they want saw. better players, not more players. There we go. There we go. Last summer we saw fast riser uh, in the, Farm system, Jacob Mizorowski. We'll talk about him. What uh, Tyler thinks of him. When we come back from this commercial break. Chuck Freeman here on Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. Download us on Google, Spotify, Apple. We're on all the major downloads. Go to YouTube, search Lockdown Brewers. All you everydayers, I hear you every day. You're, hit me up on Twitter or growing Twitter on us, Chuck Freeman, F R E I M U N D. But on YouTube, Locked on Brewers. Search Locked on Brewers. Hit the subscribe button. Hit that like button. That'll alert you every time we drop an episode here on Locked on Brewers. Hey, man, I appreciate all of the downloads and all that here in the winter part. I know football is king in Wisconsin. I get that. But, man, we got a baseball team. We got the baseball winter meetings going on in Nashville next week. Hopefully, some news going on. The news has been all so bad so far. Really, I think it has, or, or not eventful, except for the council news. But hopefully, That'll change next week. We'll continue on. Tyler Kurth rejoins us next here on Locked on Brewers. Welcome back to Locked on Brewers. Chuck Freeman, Tyler Kurth. Great for him staying. Thanks for him for staying up late with us on reviewing the from reviewing the brew and with sportsheroics.com. Does great work over there. Really check this stuff out. I, I always like reading his stuff. He's got some funny things to say too, especially on sports heroics. I love it. Um, okay, what do you think? Uh, 
about the about uh, Jefferson Carroll. Uh, he's another guy, another prospect. Where do you see his status right now before we get to Mizorowski? Yeah, Jefferson Cuero, obviously a highly regarded catcher. He's our second-ranked prospect right now. He did get added to the 40-man roster because he's Rule 5 draft eligible here Mm -hmm. this winter. So right now he is the second catcher behind William Contreras, technically on the depth chart. Uh, He played all of last year in double-A. His bat really came to life. He kind of struggled with injuries a couple of years ago that per kind of you know hindered him a little bit from I think showing his true power potential, but that kind of came out last year. Um, and then obviously his defense is solid. He's got a can for a throwing arm. So yeah. I don't think the Brewers go into 2024 with him as the backup catcher. I think they look to sign a veteran, kind of a, a stopgap in between there. Sure. At least, you know, let Cuero get some at-bats in AAA, kind of work his way up a little bit more, and then then they kind of have him if they need to. Um, but it'll be an interesting tandem once he is up with William Contreras. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. But I think we'll probably see it next year, just not right away. How about Mizorowski? We talked about him moving up the, the farm system. He was over here in Appleton for a little bit. Where do you see his, his status in his 100-mile-an-hour heat? <laughs> it is a lot of fun. He is a, he is a fun pitcher to watch. Yeah. That's for sure. The the steal of the 2021 draft. I think that's what it was. Or 2020 2022 draft. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, he kind of had a bumming bumming end to the season. He got shut down with some fatigue, which I think was kind of more precautionary than anything. But you know, last year was his first full season in the minor leagues. The Brewers took their time with him. He's only pitching an inning at a time for a while and then building his arm up, building his arm up. Um, and then and I just kind of got tired towards the end there. So um, kind of the same thing with Jefferson Cuero. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a slower start with him next spring. And then I, there's definitely, there was talks that he could be called up, you know, in September last year. So yeah. I think those conversations are real looking into next year. It's just uh, they got to make sure he's in the right spot to do it. And it depends where they want to fill him in, in the Brewers uh, pitching lineup as well. Is he going to come in and start or is he going to, you know, come out of the bullpen? So um, those are some things they'll figure out as they go along. The stunning move that the Brewers make here in the off season would be trading who? Putting you on the spot, Tyler. The stunning move the Brewers make here in the offseason would be trading who? I would say Yelich. I would agree with you, and you mentioned it earlier. It would be very stunning, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, obviously, like Burns or Adamas wouldn't be stunning. It, it was kind of expected going into the offseason, although it's kind mm-hmm. of gaining steam or losing steam now. If I had to pick someone else besides Yelich, um, that'd be – I think maybe I would pick like a Joey Weimer or – I'd say Joey Weimer actually. We yeah, kind of talked yeah. about the, the crowded yeah. outfield situation. Yeah. He plays a good – okay defense, guy with good arm, but as you know, he strikes out a lot. The bat was very inconsistent. Um, you know, I would kind of like to see them – 
use him as some trade leverage. You know, the, the Blue Jays got a guy in Alec Manoa who I'd love to see the Brewers kind of throw an offer at. I think Joey Weimer could be a centerpiece for that, especially because the Blue Jays need outfielders. Um, I think he would generate a lot of interest around the league as well, too. Um, so I'd go Joey Weimer for that one. See, I think somebody from that outfield, some young guy, I don't think Freelick, I don't think Mitchell, but I think Weimer, somebody's going to get dealt from that young, somebody from this young core could get dealt. I don't know who just yet. There's a couple, I think. Well, is Freelick untouchable to you? Uh, I think, I think <clears throat> yes. I like okay. Freelick more than Mitchell, in my biased opinion. Um, just... <laughs> I, I like his contact. I like his speed. Um, and, you know, obviously Mitchell is kind of both of those two, but I think his strikeout rate's a little bit higher. I just love the way Free like plays to get dirty. He's not afraid to put his body on the line. Um, I love everything he he's about. He's the baseball player I wanted to be. So I'd put him untouchable. <laughs> well, I put on Twitter that, well, there was a report a couple of weeks ago that nobody was untouchable. And I'd say I'd trade Freelick at the right thing. Oh my gosh. I got destroyed. I got, des- I got destroyed, Tyler. So I won't ask you because you don't want to trade him, obviously, because you like him. Um, but I, I mean I like him too. I'm just saying if the right deal came along, who knows? Hey, thanks a lot for coming on. Uh we're gonna do this again. Is that the, if that's okay with you a little bit later on in the winter? Absolutely. Hopefully we have some news to talk about other than the Craig Council. Have you gotten over the council news like we were talking about earlier? Have you have you recovered and moved on? I I think I have, but uh, I'm sure my body will still go numb the first time I see him opposing us when we play the Cubs. So that is, uh, it'll all come back. <laughs> you think you'll get booed coming out of the Cubs dugout? I think there are going to be boos for yeah, sure. There's no doubt about it. Read his stuff, reviewing the brew with sports. Uh, with sportsheroics.com, two different spots. And of course, follow him on Twitter. Uh, if you're listening to us and not watching on YouTube, you should be watching this, but if you're listening to us uh, on the various spots, go to Tyler Korth, T-Y-L-E-R-K-O-E-R-T-H. I got that right. I think Tyler Korth, Tyler Kurth joining us. It's pronounced Korth, it's spelled Korth, but it's pronounced Kurth. Tyler, we'll talk to you. If I don't talk to you before the holidays, Have a great Christmas and a good New Year, and we'll talk to you hopefully soon before that. You as well. Thanks for having me.